All right, everybody, welcome back. This is episode four of Beers in the Air. I am your host, Gibbs. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm your co-host, Ziggy Braun. <laughs> and today we bring you another episode of Beers in the Air from Aesthetic Intellect Records with our special guest of the day, Smiley. What up, what up? Smiley. <clears throat> I got to give a special round of, round of applause to this guy. Uh, this, got you. This oh, is man, this is <laughs> probably gonna be our, our our best episode yet. He um the guy is very articulate. He's gonna break some stuff down for us. He's gonna give us some some gold on pure fuckery, I'm sure. As well as just a very solid interview. You guys are gonna get to know and love him, hear some of his music, and just follow the guy throughout his path as an artist. <clears throat> Smiley, welcome, my friend. What's going on, man? How have you been? You know what? I've been all right. I can't complain. Just chilling, you know, just trying to get through life. It's, it's kind of strange, though, with this microphone, you know, in my face. I'm not really, <laughs> not really used to all that, but I'll try to get past it, try to get through it. Right on, man. Uh, well, we know you. We right, know right, what you right. do, who you are. Right, right. Kind of, kind of explain to everybody else who you are, what you do, and uh, why you're here. Well, I'm a human first, man. <laughs> first and foremost, I'm a human. And... uh Basically, I just try to tell, you know, life as I see it through my 32 years on this earth, you know, the good, the bad, the fucked up, whatever it is, you know, I just try to convey it in a way that everybody could understand it. Not just me, not just the people that I know, but everybody in general. That's, I mean, that that should be... That should be a given, almost right. you would think, with, with most human beings, but right. that's really not the case. Not the case at all. And uh, when you do find people like that, those are those are the people that are tend to be the most interesting. And uh, Man of mystery right here, man. It's kind of hard to let it all out on this thing because I really try to... It's a man of mystery. Like I'm, I'm over here trying to, to bait him already. <laughs> I, can, I can feel there's going to be a challenge. Uh, last right. week was a challenge. We had uh, St. Even from the Monkey House last week. And uh, that, he's a very personal guy as well, so me trying to bait him into giving us some good stuff. Some deets. You know? some, yeah, some good details. <laughs> uh, he would kind of just go off on some tangent to where I was like, okay. But that wasn't my question, <laughs> you know? Right, right. All right, uh, let's let's start off with a little bit of icebreaking. Where'd the name Smiley come from? Oh, man. <laughs> so check it out, man. Uh, I was a knucklehead back in the day, right? And uh, I used to kick it with knuckleheads, you know? And... Uh, we were up to no good, and I smile sometimes when I'm in nervous situations, and that's the only name that the homie could think of is, I'm going to call you Smiley, OG Smiley. You know, look at you over there smiling. And then, uh, you know, it caught on, and I've just kept it throughout all these years, and I've tried to change my name to, you know, Lazarus, because, you know, when old shit dies and you're resurrected as something new... You know, you, you try to change your name and your ways like, like my homie Scum did, you know, dealing drugs. But uh, Smiley's just stuck. It's I just, think Smiley Smiley fits you so well, though. You I know, because I've known you for, what, seven years or something now. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen you without a smile, man. I don't think I've ever seen, like, the other <laughs> you saw him on a yeah. good the other side yeah, of Smiley. It's a good day. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah. I know it could... Uh, 
could uh, share some stories. But exactly. Yeah. Share yeah. some stories where he see me without a smile. But for the most part, I try nowadays. I try to yeah. keep a smile on my face. I mean, it's it's usually not not for just the sake of being pissed off or anything. I mean, you right. usually have a valid reason, pretty solid reason yeah. to, you know, feel the way you do. Right. But uh, for the most part, I've known you for fucking years now, man. I, yeah. I can't even like probably over a decade. Yeah, yeah. Over 10, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I know for a fact that when you think of smiley, you think, uh, the the big jolly smiley guy not a, not a, yeah. not too much of a big guy no more he's yeah. he's got his got his stuff down to a, a nice slim weight he's making me feel feel self conscious <laughs> you know what I mean like put in that I, work man <laughs> I put in that work what am I doing yeah. drinking too much beer how is that beer by the way it's mm. pretty good speaking yeah. of beers our beer of the week this week um, I got to pronounce it. I, I'm going to tr- give my best go at pronouncing it. I'm going to say Einstock Olgerd. Let's go with that. That, sound, that sounds good. It's an Icelandic toasted porter. Actually brewed in Iceland, too, which is pretty cool. Just, um, just the name itself, not the I, Einstock Olgerd yeah. or whatever. But the Icelandic toasted porter. That but sounds Icelandic pretty. Icelandic toasted porter is enough for me to be like, all right. That sounds see, yeah. That sounds like a fancy dessert. Like you would yeah. find that you find it like at a, a I don't know, upscale like, restaurant. Like, could you please hand me the Icelandic toasted, toasted porter, porter, please? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it would be a good dessert drink to have after eating like a big ass turkey leg. You oh, know, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. like whatever Icelandic Vikings like would typically they have do. At the fair, the, the yeah. barbecued turkey legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I imagine myself eating. Before or during the time that you I'm know, drinking actually, this, that, that is a very good um, uh, description of what this beer is. Is like a dessert beer because I, I, I'm, I'm not too big on porters. I forgot that they're kind of got that that, that taste of, like coffee sweet, flavor. yeah, sweet coffee so, type like, taste. Like if you're looking for a dessert type of beer, this, this is, is definitely of, a good one. That or you can get one of those like. But we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll get a few more beers in us before we have a you know, kind of concrete you know statement about it but it is cool it, it won three medals i don't know what those medals are but they won three medals for something it's three of them. <laughs> that's three more than i got for my beer they won three medals and i'm gonna drink three of the beers out of the six pack so it goes together nicely so today we're, we're gonna be drinking this uh this einstock uh icelandic toasted porter uh while we're interviewing the man smiley himself here uh we're gonna have another segment of good old pure fuckery Mm. We're going to have the infamous <laughs> question that we drop every week. The infamous controversial question. And I'm ready for it. Y'all slip it, man. <laughs> scum, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Better watch yourself, scum. <clears throat> All right, this has been the intro, guys. I'm going to drop you in some some uh, sneak peek of the Smiley album. That's uh, his Uh-oh. forthcoming album this, later Uh-oh. this year. Uh-oh. And uh, then we're going to get Y'all straight into the interview. Y'all ain't ready to have your minds blown No need to catch my breath Homie say it from the chest I'm ripping, I'm flipping, I'm slipping, I'm chopping them down to correct the vision Derision I'm giving, simple tense I'm hitting Flipping is written, leaving them wishing Till they catch my vision uh, Blinded by facts, systematic, dramatic, literary Coal miners, canary, the dead can get buried 
I speak, I hear, I see Dimensions and realms can't waste your knees Philosophical me, I ponder on what's over yonder Erratic, dramatic, charismatic, I have no control My soul illustrates the words in the story being told Steadily waiting, time is wasting, never complacement Placement of the adjacent scene divides hope, reality, and dreams Welcome to my magic microphone Dynamic, hypercordial, condenser, ribbon, can't capture my flow for the interview of Smiley. That was a clip from his song from his forthcoming album later this year in 2018. He hasn't decided when, but he knows it's going to be this year. Yep, yep. Uh, that was Magic Microphone. Mm-hmm. Produced by our very own Ziggy Braun. Thank you. No, thank you, man. Hey, anytime, that. man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an amazing song. I, I got the honor of recording it, mixing it down, yeah. and it's one of those <coughs> songs where... Whereas an engineer, you'll you'll be given the opportunity to record really good people, and you'll also be given the opportunity to record not so good people. Smiley's one of the good people you get to record. <laughs> like I get I to sit there and that. listen to that, and like kind of just break it down and listen to it over and over and over again. And I still like to listen to it. Some stuff I'll I'll get through the mix down the master. And I won't listen to it again because I'm like, fuck, dude, <laughs> finally that's over. <laughs> There's been times where my wife is like, what the fuck are you listening <laughs> Why to? Why are you still listening to this? it? <laughs> yeah, that, that beat was super fun to make, too, because I, I, I appreciate when people approach me, artists approach me, and just say they want a beat. Like, nothing specific, nothing in particular, just I want a beat. It allows me to just kind of go in with... Like my own free reign, but I right, d- I did right. take into consideration stuff that Smiley mentioned that he was interested in because we had a conversation yeah. one night and we talked yeah. about like jazz. Yeah, we, did, we talked right. about jazz for a while. We talked about Clarissa explains it all, and that's why I oh, threw yeah. that. You remember that's, that? That's, huh? I do, I do. That's that. why that's why yeah. I threw it in there. <laughs> yeah, see, I figured, uh, you know, I produce and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I've made beats for other people. I've made beats for myself, but. For this album, I really wanted to um, want it to be something different, you know. And I figured, you know, man, damn, I just got your motherfucking government no, hey, name. Hey, we'll, we'll so check it out. out. So we'll check it out. out. We'll believe it Ziggy out. Ziggy B over here, man. Uh, I figured me and him, we kind of have the same mind state when it comes to uh, like artistry and and music. You know, we vibe on a lot of levels that other people, you know, just don't understand. And to mention that, you know, since I'm speaking about that, you know, you told me to check out Childish Gambino's album, right? Right. I checked it out, man, and my mind was blown. The like, be, because the internet album, the one with like the holographic, the one of, you told me about, and uh, it, I, I has, I, it has Redbone on it. And, oh, uh, the, the brand oh, new Childish yeah, yeah, Gambino yeah. one. Because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan, man, and you know, because well, you didn't expect that from me. I did not. Which is crazy. I yeah. did not. Yeah. But that goes like to say that. You know, me and Ziggy B, we got the same kind of like 
I'm an abstract dude, man, and I, I but you could I, you could tell I, with you know some of the beats that you have on the you know upcoming yeah, album. But the thing and is, all, I'm, I'm used to I'm used to my too. own style. You know what I mean? So right. I kind of wanted a different approach. I wanted I wanted to you know have this album something different than what I've made in the past. And I figured you know since you know me and you are kind of like the same as as far as like when. <sighs> I'm kind of out there, you know, and I feel like when I heard you say uh, watching Pootie Tang on Laserdisc with 2 Chain and Liu Kane, I said, damn, hey, people won't understand that, but I understand it, my friend, you know, and I figured who better than to hit up for a beat, and I appreciate it. I, I feel yeah. like uh, I couldn't have came as hard as I did it on my own beat you know so with that being said there it is i don't know shit yeah there's there's like a certain style you bring out of yourself when you produce for yourself right and then there's there's almost like a challenge of uh i don't know maybe maybe it's it's people that that do produce for themselves right. that have this challenge but like obviously people that that don't produce they just kind of rap over whatever you know uh, but I, I feel the challenge like if I'm not producing for myself it's almost like I gotta bring a different side of me out like I've, right. I feel like every time I'm over a, a Ziggy beat I I bring this new level of me because right. like it's not the same one that I'm mm -hmm. gonna bring on my beat because it's kind of like a different style diff, you know BPMs all that stuff so right it's like I, I yeah and you were like, from BPM to types of drums that you use in it to types of plugins samples, that you put on stuff samples you know, anything like the, that yeah just the, just the sheer vibe each producer mm. brings the rhythm of the hi-hat the, the the pop of the snare the you know whether they compress their drums or you know they like the raw natural sound uh whether they put a reverb on the snare or they only reverb every other snare hit it's it's all something different, Ooh, man. man. Ooh, every drop, uh, dropping the jargon. Every other snare hit. I'd, but you know what? I I just gave you a little secret of mine, you know. So you can't have them all. That was just one. You the, know? the audio heads, the, the audio heads out here listening are gonna hear you like, man, this this man knows. I told you this guy is articulate. He knows. Like it's it's not it's not gonna be like, oh yeah, I just like uh, this style beat. Like this man, he knows what he likes, what he likes to hear, and you know he can make it himself. He's an artist. We bring artists on this show. I try to be, man. I'm a, I'm a human first and foremost, man. And then, then I'm an artist, you know. Speaking of the human known as Smiley, formerly known as the artist. <laughs> <laughs> as an artist, we're not just talking hip-hop. You also have a very uh, fruitful, colorful uh, history in punk. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, growing up, I wasn't just, um, I just, I didn't hear just one type of music, you know, uh, my parents, you know, my house was like Soul Train one minute, <laughs> then it was like, uh, you know, some, some folk music, you know, uh, classic rock, reggae, you know, we had hip hop going on, um, a lot of funk. Um, I remember, you know, as a kid, 
driving in a, a my pops' Volkswagen bus, listening to uh man, I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> listening to uh uh James Taylor, man, I, I see fire and I see rain, you know. Uh I, I remember moonwalking across my mama's kitchen like I was Michael Jackson, you know. Uh, <laughs> my musical taste, is it, it, it was uh, pressed into me. It was formed in me at an early age. And, you know, when I became uh, aware, let me let me back up a little bit. Not aware, but when I was able to not just listen to music that was in my household when I had friends that were into different things and, you know, other people would be like, oh, you're tripping, you know, what is that? I could sit back and be like, you know what? I kind of appreciate that because not that I've heard this before, but it, it's it's pulling something out of me. I, I, I could vibe with this. I feel it, you know, and that's, that's what the whole punk thing, you know, came into effect. Uh, I was probably about 14 years old. I went to my first punk show. I, I really didn't even understand what punk was at the time, man. Uh, I just know a couple of my friends listened to it. I would hear the, uh, my thing is snares. You know, I would hear the snare. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> what was the show that you went to? My you very remember? first show, it was, uh, and I love this band to this day. I actually posted a uh, Instagram video of me uh, rocking out my car. Man, it was uh, Backside. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys heard. You know that? No? Oh, man. Check out Backside, man. Uh, Disconnected, Misdirected. That album is like a classic. Uh, but I went and I showed up. <clears throat> and uh, I only knew like two people there. But the scene was just crazy. You know, like everybody embraced me. And it was just like I felt at home. And for a good like. 10 12 years that was my home you know but even though I listened to punk I still stayed you know with my heart and music in general you know I still listen to a diverse uh, a cornucopia of different styles you know even within the subculture of punk I love anarcho punk man uh Gutter punk was my thing. The casualties, uh, a global threat, the unseen, you know. You name it, you know, I listen to it, you know. I don't know. Hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, your your newfound love for punk eventually leads you to uh, start participating uh, in punk music yeah. as a musician. Yeah. Um, you kind of want to give us a little backstory on uh your yeah your punk band spitting on cops oh man that was that was the people's punk band that wasn't just mine that was that was for the people but to talk about spitting on cops man uh i'd have to talk about all the other bands i was in you know i would have to talk about elbow riot you know i'd have to talk about uh too smart for brains you know i'd have you know cause I, like, that, I like that name <laughs> those names know, are hard neighborhood nuisance shout out to the montoyas you know uh, Did you, were all those bands kind of originated up here too, or were the, yeah, some of those bands uh, down? No, no, no. I, I've been up here since '95. Uh, okay. You know, uh, 
Yeah, so Elbow Riot was high school, right? So I, I went and seen Backside and was like, man, this is crazy. This is this is dope, you know? Like, I'm with this. You know, I like this movement. They're against racism. They're about stomping out Nazis and all this shit, man. So um, a couple of my friends, we started this punk band called uh, Elbow Riot. And uh, it was crazy. We lived in, like, a little gated community. And uh, we would get the, um, it was like the, neighborhood patrol but they would the neighbors would call on us for us disturbing the peace all the time man and uh it was cool we played some shows up here in in the victorville high desert area and we had a good following it was cool but you know just like everything in life uh nothing's forever so you know we it kind of dissolved and we all went our own separate ways too smart for brains was uh it was a two-piece band actually it was uh me on guitar and my little brother, he played uh, bass and he sang. And uh, it was pretty cool, you know. We didn't play any shows, we just jammed, you know. And I remember one time uh, we were jamming and my brother was like into, the, he was like, you know, Too Smart for Brains was his stuff. He, he loved it, you know, cause he was part of something. and he recorded it like he set up a camera and he recorded it and i had got i kind of got mad i was like what the hell you know don't record this ever again you know because to me to me music so check it out i don't know where i was going with that last part (laughs) but to me music is like uh Music is for the people. Music should be free. Music, like, I I don't believe that the state that music's in now is a healthy state. You know, I feel like there's a lot of bastardization of pure, of the purity in which music stood for in the beginning like the purpose of music the purpose of music it's lacking substance it's sick it's sick i mean of course you could amongst the 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 illness you could probably find some some health and some 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 strength and you know a healthy body but the body and whole is sick it's sick, man. I mean, uh, because I feel like nowadays people sort of have a different mindset going into the music right, industry than right. they did back in the day. <clears throat> the way I see it is, and I know, I know, uh, Gibby over here, the Gibmeister, Gibbs Audio, whatever you want to call yourself, me and him kind of clash on this because <laughs> my music should be free all the time. I never want anybody to have to pay for a penny of my music. I feel like. You know, cause shit, man, I, you know, I was homeless at one time and, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, I didn't have money to eat. And if I feel like there was, there was times where the only thing that kept me sane was music. So it is not fair to withhold something so precious like that over a dollar bill. You know, if my music could help somebody, if you're going through a hard time, you ain't got a penny to your name and you want to listen to my music, have that shit. Download it, pirate it, steal that shit out of a car. I don't care, you know. 
come come to my house, knock on my door, I'll give you a CD. Because I don't care. I did that shit when I was in the punk band. You know, and Spitting on Cops, when we first started, MySpace was big, right? So what I did is we recorded a, uh, what was it, a demo out in Palmdale. It was like in a, a home studio. It's pretty clean, man. It was a cool-ass spot. But we paid, and I paid a, a, por- a large portion of my pocket for this. And uh, I didn't charge not a penny. I put it on MySpace with the um, with a little title saying that if you want this music, all you got to do is send me your your uh, address, and I'll send it to you. I'll even pay the postage, and I did that shit. And I was I was shipping shit to Europe. I was shipping shit to Australia. You know what I mean? I did that because I feel like music should be free all the time, all the time. You know. Sorry, Gibby. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, we we've had this discussion, and it's not like I'm I'm in it just to make a buck, you know. No, I feel you. you. Know, we, we we broke it down, and like we did, we did. It, it costs money to make money, and right, right. Yeah, I th- you know, that one should yeah. be, at least be able to break even. And that was right. that was a good That's conversation right. we had the other day. You it know, was. It's, it's it kind of you got to look at it from two different perspectives. So yeah, yeah. I think it was. A it, good. it was, and I, and like I said, I, you know, like I told you, um. I'm not asking for shit for free and I'll pay my way and uh and I understand your position and it's a it's a total respectable position but when you got when you got people like I don't know uh the president of Sony Music or whoever the hell he is whatever some big uh record label where they're cheating the artists out of their own music and and reaping the benefits that shit should not be going on that shit is unacceptable that shit is being used as a right right but it's it's beyond that because it's not only because once you do it to one person and i don't know cut that shit i I don't know what i'm about (laughs) to say i don't even know man Uh, you're, you're making a lot of sense man it, it it to me what you're getting at is it, I just it get so hyped, around. you know, because because music is so pa- is like a passion for me. Like it, it's what makes my my heart beat is what fuels my soul, and uh, you know, so I get to where like I I try to speak before my mind even has the words in my mouth, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I just know that that's how I feel, and I think it's because of my punk background, like. I'm against the system and everything that it stands for, and that's just it. I don't know, man. But spitting on cops, let's go back to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I know, I know my man Ziggy B. He he uh, he was a fan. So I was in a band with my brother. Uh, you know, we weren't really doing nothing. We were looking for a drummer. I went to see, um, you see, Guttermouth, I think, at Reflections. And uh, reflections, yeah. Oh boy, E40 played a show there, yeah. He did, E40 played a show at Reflections. Circle Jerks played there too, man. (laughs) Uh, Greg Gannon, Black Flag played there. I met HR from Bad Brains over there at uh, Reflections, but I was over there and uh, I was just spreading the word, hey, me and my little brother, we got this band, Too Smart for Brains, we're looking for a drummer, and uh. 
the show went good. It was watching Gutter Mouth. It went crazy like usual. Uh, big old mosh pit. Crazy stuff going on, you know. And uh, I get a call like a week later. Uh, I think it was Big Mike who called me. And uh, he he played in other bands like uh, Barefooted Primates, uh, Redheaded Stepchildren, <laughs> Drunken Hooligan. I love, I These love names. The name of right? Yeah. So, so barefooted primates. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, so check it out. They, he, I got a call from good. him, and he was like, "Hey, I heard, uh, I heard you play guitar." I was like, "Yeah, I do." He was like, "Well, check it out. We're starting a punk band, man." Uh, and and you gotta think, you know, I'm like eighteen, nineteen at the time, and as a youngster in the punk scene, you know, Big Mike and the singer. I was spinning on cops clumsy. They were like big names in the punk scene around here. So when you get a call from them, you know, you're like, what? You made it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Not really made it, but it was like, what? You know, like, well, least, this is, locally, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> the first step to making it. They want me in a band. Like, this is, this is crazy, man. They, you know, I heard you play guitar. You know, you mind coming by in the auditioning? Like, yeah, shit. And I'm on, I'm on my lunch break. I remember this is like yesterday, man. I remember just like yesterday. I'm on my lunch break at work, right? And uh, I'm sitting at the table, a bunch of guys all around, you know, eating their thing. And I'm like tripping out. Like, yeah. I hang up and I'm just staring straight. Someone asked me like, you all right? What's going on? I'm like, man, you won't believe this, man. But I'm going to play guitar in a punk band. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. And not just any punk band, like, this is from, like, the uh, the people that are, like, well-known in this area. And they're like, oh, okay, you can eat your fries, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I was just like, wow, like, my mind was blown. I, I was like, I, I want to leave work right now and go home and, and practice my guitar, right? So the day came, you know, I went and... Uh, you know, they were like, "Hey, can you play this? Can you play that?" Did they have you? Did they have you play some of their songs, or was it just kind well, of play? First, it was like, uh, "Can you play this? Can you follow along with him? Can gotcha. you do this, this, and that?" So I'm playing right, and you know, I could see them looking at each other like, "Oh, okay, wow, you know, all right, all right? All right. yeah." <laughs> so, you know, then they're so, then they uh, say, "Hey, well, this is like one of our songs. Can you do this?" And I started doing it and, it, you know, they were shaking their head in approval. And then after that, it was like, all right, let's teach them the songs. I'm like, whoa, I thought this was an uh, audition, you know, but I guess yeah, I got yeah, the part, you know. <laughs> so, you know, after that, we uh, we jammed for a little bit and uh, we started practicing weekly. And then it was like two times a week. And then, uh, you know start playing shows and we were well received and had a big following of course you know big mike and clumsy had a big following as it was because they were in all these different bands and uh it just just got bigger and bigger and you know we were signed to a label out of oceanside called brain constipation records and it was it was just pure pure loveliness man i mean played bullhead city you know, we played a lot down in Oceanside. Were you guys uh, primarily like on the West Coast and like yeah. Southern California oh, yeah, and everything? Yeah. We we played a lot down like 
since the label was in Oceanside in San Diego, we played a lot in that area. Um, I think the furthest we went out was uh, was Bullhead City, City when I was with them. And that was a crazy story in itself. I mean, we were in Needles. Uh, we played Bullhead City. Uh, Where's Bullhead City at? It's in Arizona. It sounds kind of familiar. Okay. It's in Arizona. We played. They recorded a little live album there. And uh, on our way back, our, our van broke down. This should be pure fuckery, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save this story well, for pure right, fuckery. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it for that. <laughs> but yeah, we, you know... We, it was cool, you know, and then, you know, like all good things, you know, they come to an end. I, th- I think I might have a, a punk show pure fuckery, too, yeah. since we're on the... Well, on I have the, a couple of them, man. I mean, the, I've been in riots. I've been, I've been through it all, and uh, I'm still standing, you know. Hey, so, something I wanted to ask, I, I apologize about this, but I've always been curious about it with, like, because I, I feel like the state of music in the desert used to be... It hit its peak a while right, ago. There, there right, was a point. Right, right, there was a right. point in the desert where it was awesome because I mean, you could literally hit one of several shows during exactly. the weekend of all exactly. these different venues. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure you know, being in you know a, a band located in right. the desert, played a lot of the venue. What was your What was your favorite venue that Ooh, you played up man. here? If you If you don't mind me asking, I mean, there oh, there were a lot man. of cool ones. Okay, so my thing was. Uh, I like backyard things, you know, backyard get togethers. Yes. That's what yes. that's where it was at for me, you know, but I frequent I, I used to frequent this uh one venue called uh the Old Fly Theater down in uh old Old Town Seventh Street, man. And uh anybody that knows anything about the punk scene out here knows about the old fly theater. That that was uh man, that was like a coming of age spot. That was like <laughs> You know, that was off the chain. And then so going there as, uh, you know, like in my teens and then playing there, you know, in my uh, late teens, early 20s was like a trip because then I'm allowed in the back room, you know, the, the green room, you know, where everything goes down, the craziness, you know, and I've I've been in a back room with you. And yeah. I've seen <laughs> yeah. Some irking jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that, that was one of the. Yeah. The things like from because my my big spot was Trilogy Theater when I was younger. That's, that hey, and, believe it or not, no, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. The Trilogy Theater was the old. Okay, fly. okay, the that, dude, that's what I dude okay. had bought it and that's changed the name. Yeah, Travis. But yeah, Travis, Travis exactly. was cool. Man. Travis was cool, dude, man. Wait, Me and wait, Travis go way wait, back. Hold on, are, are we talking about Travis from the event center? That pretty much ended up burning out the music scene in here because he did Some, the artist dirty somewhat oh, damn, I didn't somewhat somewhat man but travis was, he was a cool dude man i mean i would show up right as a, as a uh, teen to uh the trilogy theater man and i wouldn't have no money man and he would let me in for free i'd be chilling in the in the alleyway in the back with dude, the there homies was, there was a point when it was just insane right. how many people were coming through to that venue right. It right. was insane. Right. He yeah. I remember in high school, like it was plain white tees played. <laughs> oh man. I could, I could name some, some, uh, punk bands like, uh, citizen fish, which is the, uh, it's actually like a ska band, but the lead singer, the subhumans uh, is the lead singer, citizen fish. They came through there. broken bones, came through there. naked aggression, came through there. clip 45 came through there against <laughs> all authority came through there. See, I was a, I was uh, a big Italians. The saints came through there. I don't mean to cut you off. No. But I could go forever. You know what I mean? I like, was, a, I was a real big metal head. That, oh, okay. That's, you know, I was, okay. I was really into like the hardcore metal scene in high school. And I saw suicide silence. Oh, all right. All right. And, 
I mean, yeah. th- to be able to say that, you know, RIP Mitch, but like when Mitch was still alive and Suicide Silence was just kind of breaking into the scene, I saw him down at Trilogy and then it's crazy, right? You know, I ended right up seeing him. Yeah. And then I saw him at like Ozfest and Mayhem yeah. Fest and they just blew up since the time I right saw him. And it was, I got to be able to see him in that intimate little right, venue, man. which was, you know, that was a, and, and once in a lifetime not, opportunity. E- even before, you know, you know, because I'm older than you guys, but even, you know, the older cats than me, they remember when the, the scene out here was, the, I'm talking about the punk scene, like, was, you know, mad crazy out here. Like, you have Falling Sickness playing out here, and you had, you know, uh, the White Caps playing out here. You had, um, man, let me let me think. Uh you just had all, all uh, the addicts came out here. No shit. Yeah, man. Um, Aquabats came out. Yeah, Aquabats. Back in the uh, day. Assorted jelly beans would come out here every <laughs> once in a while, man. Uh, total chaos. <laughs> t- total chaos would come out here, and now, man, they, you know they pass right by. You know. The, Wait, the, the band's name was Assorted Jelly Beans. Yeah, it's like a ska band. Yes. What? It's like a skull band. I mean that that's just where, how what it where, is, man. Where's the originality with like group names and stuff and hip hop, man? I feel like that, that's so, what I'm saying. They're so bland and kind of right. cheesy. Like right. and, then, and then you hear like punk bands and like like uh like different types of metal bands and their 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 names is just like dude that, that's, that's why I wanted awesome. to get rid of Smiley, man, because I'm just thinking like Smiley, you know, that that's too that's not uh it's not Abstract enough for me. I want to do something like well, that you, like Toe Jam and Earl. Remember that? Remember? That? I think that was a video game or something. You know, like, Rapper the Rapper. Yeah, like some something off the wall like that. You know, like see. I mean, I, I changed my hip hop name. You, I know, know, you know, four did, or man. five times. I know and... you did, but the same. The thing is, each time I change it, it, I'm still known as Smiley. There's no getting away from it. There's no getting away. <laughs> I've just been around for way too long. I know too many people, and it just comes well, hey, back. The, you know those those who know the unmasked Ziggy yeah. Broad know that I got you know a million. Well, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I I've changed it and kept it long enough uh, here and there to kind of just get get myself called by my new uh, pseudonym and uh, put. I still to this day Notorious GIB. Notorious GIB. The biggest uh, the the Look at you, bite, man. Look at you. The biggest uh. bite you could ever take from somebody famous. But like it it was clever to me because It I was mean, cool because I, it was I'm known as, as as Gibby, Gib, whatever you want to call me. And you know, notorious B I G. I just happened to have B I G backwards as my name. Yeah, so did, I was yeah. notorious G I B. And you know, as as I grew as an artist, I realized like I cannot go forth with this name because I mean not only is it a, a bit disrespectful but it's it's just biting super hard I did a I did win a copy of Keys to My Soul because I oh, remembered that right. your oh, first right. rap name was uh, hey speaking of Keys to My Soul man I, I remember when that came out and uh, my man Gibby over here like kind of blew my mind with that especially okay so day after your birthday actually yeah because no. it was dropped mm-hmm. it on my deceased father's birthday, uh, April twenty first. Yeah. I, I know you're four twenty. Yeah, what? That's my birthday, man. Uh, April twenty. Hey, Saint Nathan's is four four twenty four. You see what I'm saying? It's uh, crazy, yeah, right? Like in the same. It's cra- kind of crazy. That's crazy. But um, I remember when Keys to My Soul came out, and you got you got to remember, I've known uh, the notorious GIB for a very long time. <laughs> for a very very <laughs> very very long time. So I've seen his style progress, and I, you know. Um, 
when I first heard him, you know, I wasn't impressed. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I was like, you know, it was he, a, de- a big change up from what you heard. Right, in the but past. when I first heard him, you know, in the past, I wasn't impressed, and you know, no disrespect or nothing, but I, I just, you know, I felt like there was potential there, but it's gonna take a while for him to get it. And when I heard "Keys to My Soul," especially. And we talked about this the other day. <laughs> the song Two Lives, man, I was like, that's his potential right there. He's got it. He's, would, he's got it. And he's better run with that and not look back. I um I, I randomly came across it, I think, on the SoundCloud the other day. And I played it. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, no homo. I got chills. You see what I'm saying? When you yeah. came in and started yeah. rapping. All right, all right guys. I, well, I mean, this, this is a smiley interview. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. Sorry, play, sorry, play yeah. it, play it on the smiley interview, please, <laughs> because I'm telling you, out of all of the, your all of your your work, all your whole portfolio, that song right there is like it has to be one of my favorite because 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 your verse, what you say in your verse, and for those that don't know, he wrote his verse when his woman was pregnant and the imagery in this verse is just you know outstanding it's it, it just it just i have no words i'm speechless uh, and and it's not because he's my Gibbs homie because like i right said I, I was honest and and and, and said I, I wasn't impressed in the when i first heard him but this song right here is like it, it's what made me a fan and actually what led me into wanting to be in a group with him so go ahead and play that shit, man. I know this is your interview. I mean, you control this thing, but I'm I'm commanding you right. to put that <laughs> I'm, shit I'm on. Just, just for you, um, we'll play it. I'll I'll drop yeah. my verse yeah. on uh, two lives from Keys to My Soul, and then right after we play the whole thing, man. I want to hear I want to hear Dylan Drugs, aka Scum, rest in peace. I want to hear it. I want to hear it all, man. Sorry. We'll drop the whole thing, but right when we get back. We're going to get a little more depth in this interview and, and start segueing towards uh, the hip hop side of Smiley and where he's uh-huh. at now. Uh-oh. So, uh, all right, guys, here's, here's two lives. Mojave, unbuckle the car seat at the destination. Avery is reaching for her mommy. Grab her hand, continue onward as she clutches on her dolly. Bats her pretty eyes, now she's got control of daddy. Real respectful, like I raised her. She always says, Please, wants the hamburger, daddy. Remember, no cheese, ketchup only. She's my one and only. In love with the thought of her already, and she doesn't even know me because she's still in mama's belly. I dream about the future. I ponder what she'll be or who she'll love in just a few words. I put it all together forever. I'll be her teacher. I hear her when she needs it. In the same for when I need her Scriptures about life to teach her through the struggles But let her make the decision so she learns to stray from trouble Pay her back a double, watch it all unfurl Mommy gave her what she wanted, daddy gave her the world People are so different Yet our lives are so similar Different shoes, a different person And it's all so familiar No matter the situation or the circumstance We're all in this together Look past the freckles in the curly hair. We're all brothers and 
sisters, y'all. My roaches in my crib, then a Bob Marley ashtray. Not trying to see my grandparents ever pass away. Mind on dark, cause I couldn't afford the light switch. Screaming in the alleyway, I hear a high pitch. Take another drink as they argue up in the home. Another hoodie on his back, his music blaring through his phone. Searching for a job, don't hire the higher youth. I graduated with OGs, you graduated silver spoons. Now back to the man of the hour, no hot showers. Every bowl of milk was sour with TV sitters for hours. Flash forward pictures to the day he grew up quick. His family loves his music and the way that he drops shit. He swings around the corner where the team always slack out. Music is his soul, he don't care if he's racked out. Seen his enemies and they quit with the pack out. Music is his soul, he don't care if he's racked out. People are so different, yet our lives are so similar. Different shoes, a different person, and it's all so familiar. No matter the situation or the circumstance, we're all in this together. Look past the freckles and the curly hair. We're all brothers and sisters, y'all. All right, guys, that was uh, that was Two Lives by Gibbs off the album Keys to My Soul. Featuring uh, R.I.P. Scum. <laughs> Dylan Drugs. R.I.P. Scum. <laughs> the artist formerly, formerly known as Scum. Um, now that we're back, we kind of went from your punk scene Right, it, right, right. It carried into the hip hop a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get into uh, the next stage of Smiley, and that's where where I really got to know Smiley through um, Battleground. Oh shit! Yeah, man. Uh, whoo, that that touched a uh, a tender spot in my heart, man. Uh, every time I talk about Battleground, this. Uh, you don't even understand. I got goosebumps right now because the chemistry we had was unlike any chemistry I had with the person. Not even just musically, just like as a, a human being, as as my brother, man. He was, he was, man, me and him get along better than my little brother, my own flesh and blood, you know, or we did at one point in time, you know, but like everything that's good in life, you know, things change and nothing's ever forever, but battleground man so before i came into the punk scene i was a huge cash money millionaire fan right and anything southern back when southern music was not cool southern music did not get radio play southern music didn't win awards i was a fan you know andre 3000 man (sighs) he was like a uh a driving force to me when I first heard him on Spody Odie Dopalicious. Oh my goodness, man! <sighs> you know who who else can I name? Um, Eight Ball and MJG Pimp C, man. Chad Butler. Oh my goodness. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Uh, um, so going back into hip hop, and then my boy Bam coming. From he lived in Cali, moved to Texas, came back from Texas. It was only proper that we stayed with the Southern mentality, especially since my people are from Kentucky, you know. So he's coming back from Texas, you know. I, I'm vibing with my people in Kentucky. Plus, I'm still listening to Andre 3000 and uh, UGK, you know. Um, Bun <laughs> Bun B. Uh, it was only proper that Battleground just, you know, carried that sound, that flavor, you know, and 
man, it's just hard to talk about Battleground because that was I, my heart, if I man. I say anything about Battleground, it was so unique hearing it here on the West Coast. Uh, a beautiful blend of West Coast and that, like that Southern, southern, that <clears throat> southern Houston area style yeah. of music. Yeah. Honestly, dude, when when I first heard it, I was like, oh my God. I am sitting here listening to the next big thing. I, I still remember the first day I heard Battleground. I, I knew you for a bit. I, I met yeah. you. I, I, I saw you around kind of every now and again. In passing. The in first passing. time I heard you was that local hip-hop show we played oh, at the Victorville yeah. Event Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you and Bam showed up and like got on stage, and I was just, I was literally, I, I was literally right up there just watching it and just eyes fixated on you guys the whole time, just not stage presence. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it, it doesn't feel right for me to be here and speak about Battleground without the other half of Battleground, but you know, I'll tell my story and maybe one day. He could tell his story, and then after that, we could Maybe both one day tell mesh our stories together. together. That'd be cool. You know, that'd be an honor to have you guys on here. But that'd Battleground, cool. you know, man, you don't even understand. I got goosebumps like crazy right now. Battleground was just like it was my heart, man. Uh, I put everything into that. You know, when I made a beat, you know, my main focus when I made a beat for Battleground was I need to make this beat attack bam so hard so hard that his only choice was a was to attack the beat back you know that to to give that beat everything he had and i feel like we accomplished that the only you know the only sad thing is the world never got to hear it i you know and maybe it's my fault maybe i didn't promote it enough maybe i what i you know i was too much of a uh, of a perfectionist and i wanted it to be you know a thousand percent perfect before i released it but <sighs> battleground man i don't know shit <laughs> i i could tell it's a sore subject it's and- very sore but it's it's also a beautiful thing it's a beautiful Ah, you know, like there's beauty in the pain because, you know, no matter what, my whole life, Bam will be a brother to me, even though, you know, we probably don't see eye to eye. I don't know his story because, you know, we don't really speak. Um, He doesn't know my story. And, you know, I wish it was different. You know, I feel like we could we could. Man, we could conquer some, this desert you, with this music, man. I, I feel like we could. I feel like it, it would have. I feel like nobody on the earth could have touched us. It would have been a big thing. It would have been. It would have been more than the desert, but, my friend. It would have been. You know, the, things happen. You know, life happens, and you know, whenever he wants to come back and, and make this music, I'm here, man. And that and that's the thing. You know, it's it. It's not like you guys are never gonna right. you, you could potentially right. do something again it's, it's cool to you because right. what you guys did in Absolutely. battleground kind of led to what you're doing now right no you're it's exactly cool. right you're exactly right i mean speaking of what's going on now or more in the most more recent history <clears throat> after after the battleground thing kind of uh took its toll it, it was what it was 
you took a a pretty long hiatus away from just music itself. I, I yeah, know I did. you you didn't really want to touch anything. Yeah. And um, when I was really coming back into what I wanted to do, when I was in the process of creating the Keys to My Soul album, mm-hmm. I know you you were coming around. We were. Uh, oh yeah. We um. We were talking about work working together musically, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you wanted to do a little mixtape to, yeah. to try to see if you can get yourself back into it mm-hmm. as well as see if, if we would mesh well together. Uh, so we, we started our, our mixtape called, um, Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. And, uh, we, we wrapped over, um, a couple beats that aren't well known, a couple, a couple that are, we, we did some, uh, public enemy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah, did some, that. um, some dead prez. Ooh, Some dead yeah. prez. Yeah, we did. Fuji's. Yeah, um, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I I like talking about the yeah. beginning of Occam's Razor because that was a good time. Your your battleground is my Occam's Razor, unfortunately. Um, I know it is, man, and, and I know I, I played a part in that. You know, go go ahead and speak, and then when you're yeah. ready for me, I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> tell you what my side of the story because everyone has a side of the story, and you know. Per, perspective sometimes is reality and you know my perspective is different than your perspective and different than another person's yeah. perspective so you know I want to hear what you have to say because I don't think we've ever really had this conversation I think we've touched on it and uh, brushed the superficial surface of it but yeah. we've never went in deep and I feel like this is kind of crazy we're going on deep on this microphone but I'm ready for it man and you know you know, it I'm, is what it is. Ziggy daughter. Bronze over here spectating, <laughs> waiting. I'm, I'm ready and willing. I mean, the, when when I say Occam's Razor, Occam's Razor was uh, the combination of uh, me, myself, and Smiley, yeah, uh, producing and uh, and you know being the lyricist of of our of our group. Right. Um, at first, it was just you know we're gonna make this mixtape. We thinking of a name. You know, we're we're thinking of what what to call ourselves you know and smiley being from that punk background coming up with awesome names and you know how they come up with cool names the the guy's very intelligent so he he knows a lot about a lot of things people don't really uh, you couldn't tell know. by the way i speak right now though but i know a little <laughs> bit of something you know he he <laughs> he proposes uh let's call ourselves occam's razor and i'm like occam's razor what the fuck is occam's razor it's, i mean it sounds cool yeah. but but like what is it and i know that there's there's a purpose behind everything with this guy yeah. so i ask him what it means he he's like it's it's a uh, it's a philosophy and the gist of it is basically the best answer is the simplest boom and i was like that's the best answer. That's the best answer. <laughs> like, yeah, let, let, all right, we're, we're, we're Occam's Razor. So we, yeah. we, um, we're pushing our way through this mixtape. We're liking the way it sounds. We, we've performed a couple of shows, mm-hmm. um, and we, we were getting great responses. Like, right. the best responses that I've gotten uh, working with anyone with music uh, and performing, you know, I've, I've always had people come out to my shows, support me, you know, I've had I've had my steady fan base of people that that dug what I was doing, but this was like the beginning of pretty much how I am now as a musician, and the the way I uh, approach everything now mentally and as you know an artist, and 
the response we were getting, we played this this show in our our friend's backyard named Omar. He, he yeah. threw this. Big, oh, yeah. Omar Cello, man. Omar, Omar Cello. Yeah, this, Omar Cello. This was yeah. our this was our big chance. We we're like, okay, we're gonna see if if Occam's Razor is a thing or not right now. And this right. was this was before that. we yeah. even we even wrote our song that is probably the most popular Occam's Razor song and it's from the mixtape not even the the Occam's Razor EP right. but like everyone wants to hear us perform this song just because we kill it right and the stage presence and the energy that it brings so we rock on Marcella and we get this great response from people we, we don't even fucking know these people I mean I I got on the show yeah that was a strange night man yeah uh, it was interesting very interesting I remember a bicycle in a tree yeah, strange night. We get man. invited to this uh, this house party. Gibby took his shirt off that night. And, uh, yeah, crazy. Oh, o-, o Martin is the uh, <laughs> the name that he goes by, and he he produces a uh, house music, electronic music. Is it O Martin? Yeah, O Martin. Oh, O Martin. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so O Martin he um, he hits up the Monkey House to to do a, a, a performance at this show, and they hit me up. They're like, "Hey, hey, Gib, do you want to perform at O Marcella?" And I was like, "Ah, you know, I don't have a lot of like fresh uh, solo stuff to really rock. You know, it's it's been a couple years. At the time, I mean, I I dropped High Minded Soldier was my first album uh, in 2010, and I've it was some like not very uh well put together projects in between that um and i was just starting to kind of dabble in the whole keys to my soul mm-hmm. and then we started working with this occam's razor thing to kind of just get me and smiley back in the mode right and uh so they asked me and i was like well can i do my performance with smiley with occam's razor this is before people even really knew about occam's razor yeah so we go we do this set we were we were in hiding we were not really <laughs> hiding but we were like formulating our master plan nobody <laughs> knew anything about it we had no clue what the response would be or anything um you know and it, this this was different it wasn't just performing in front of your your like your friends at a backyard show i mean it was it was a rager like omar's like big ass party that yeah we, we knew nobody except for probably the monkey man this there. party was so big he had like a, a a commercial for it on youtube you guys remember that shit where he was wearing like that yeah some kind of helmet on his head with, with some crazy shit going hey. on in the background that's that how party big this was fucking gnarly, party was, man. It, it, it was a fun. Party. It was it was a good time. So like we we get up there, we rock it. We're sitting there, last song, waiting for the response, and then you know, you know, people are like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, like it, it wasn't really dead or anything. We had like people coming up to the front, getting into it. Yeah. And um, at the end of it, just that that's my favorite part is after rocking a show, walking around after your set's done and kind of mm-hmm. just getting the the pure response from just yeah, the people yeah. you're like, "Oh, dude, you guys fucking killed it. Who are you guys?" You see, know, See, you I'm do? different, man. I'm different. Like after my set, like okay, punk-wise, like in the punk scene, I like to chill in the crowd before my set and I would I would mingle with the people and they, you know, they really wouldn't even know I was going to be on stage. I'm just a dude with dreadlocks, you know? Yeah. Then after, you know, I would still mingle in the crowd and, and chill with everybody, but in the hip hop scene, man, like I, I'm I'm older now and I'm more like I like to seclude myself. So after after, you know, the performance is done, 
and the set is finished, I like to just chill. I, I don't, you know, I kind of go off on my own, you know, and I observe. I rather observe people, you know. That's why I'm a people watcher. Yeah, dude, I love, I love people watching as well. <laughs> people are interesting uh, organisms, you know. Like, oh yeah, we do some weird stuff, and there's not really even a explanation for most of it, right? But yeah, Occam's Razor, man. It started off a very beautiful and positive thing for me. We uh, towards the end of the mixtape, we added a third, a third party. Mm-hmm. Um. We uh, we liked what we did. We liked what the response we were getting. We we were motivated at that point, so we're like, let's let's do this. Let's make an original Occam's Razor album, and uh, we went towards it. And uh, we we were making great progress. We actually had enough to pretty much uh, drop a full length album. A uh, handful of stuff didn't make the cut just because we were we were a three piece, and there was some stuff that was only two piece and we just felt like it should have stayed that way uh for the album is is drop it mostly three piece stuff and the album turned into an ep and before it even turned into an ep it just it kept pushing pushing on pushing on pushing on um I was getting a little antsy to release it because I knew my life was about to change with my kid being born. Yeah, I remember Just that. graduated college, so I'm that, about yeah. to go start my career. And, you know, I was like, all right, I just want to get this done. Um, we have the pieces here. We have most of it done. And <clears throat> it just became a clash of uh, three intellectuals as artists just not seeing eye to eye on the same page anymore. And... Uh, in certain ways, it, it became a little toxic to where, like, I didn't even want to mention it or talk about it anymore. Um, so we actually never even released the EP, even though we finished uh, the six songs that were going to be on it. And I moved away to uh, Northern California, and I didn't feel it was right to, you know, drop the music because we're no longer together. There wasn't really anything that was going to come from it anymore, so it was to the point where I was like okay you know it is what it is the people that have heard it have heard it and um, you know me and Smiley were talking one day and he's like hey man release that shit yeah Just put it out there yeah I, yeah and I still feel that way so you got you but guys finished a, the whole we had we had enough for the album but the thing is like not all the not all of the songs and it wasn't just that I don't I mean I know you're still telling your story if you want to uh, finish it up then you know no, I'll I'm, tell my, my half. I mean, I'm I'm good. There's there's not a lot or of my third. To touch on that. <laughs> my, I know, third. my third. I know you want me to go into into full depth, but I'm I'm not going to just for the sake. of No, nah, I feel you. So when I said release that shit, you know that that's I I just I think people deserve to hear it. Yeah, they, they and, did. And you know, when I said release it, you know, I felt like it should be heard, but in the same sense. You know, I'm going to go back to music should be free. And I didn't really understand the whole donation thing. And the other person in this uh, three piece, I'm not going to speak on his third, but I'll tell my third. He felt like it should be free. And I don't think he truly understood the donation thing either. So I kind of got a little upset, you know, because anybody that knows me knows that my music's for free. I, you know do what you want with it 
except for my beats. Now that that's something that's something different because those beats, there's some magic behind that, you know. There were some beats on that though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And I, I understand where you where you were coming with that, you know. It was still for free, but if you wanted to donate, you know, you could donate. Now with Occam's razor, man, I enjoyed what we did. I enjoyed it as a two piece. Towards the be you know, in the beginning I enjoyed it as a three piece, but then towards the end, shit just got fucked up, man. Everyone's egos were, you know, just alive, awake and just fighting each other. And it was I you know, I felt like I was in the middle. And I, I kind of played devil's advocate, you know. I, I heard your side, I heard the other side, and then I had my side, and I kind of, you know, not really used that to benefit me, but it was like, okay, this is this is how I'm gonna survive in this band, in this group, and this is, you know, I'm hearing this from this person, I'm hearing this from this person, I'm gonna go this way in this situation, I'm gonna go that way in this situation, and uh, you know, towards the end, I felt like I was. And and a battle between two of the closest people in my life at that time, you know, and it it was really hard for me, really really hard for me. It was crazy. Sorry to cut you off. That like it it was a battle, but really I don't think either side really even knew that it was a battle between us. But because you know I want I want to. I don't understand how you couldn't it. though because it, it was, was just it was, like there was, there was strife, but it was like until until we had the moment where it all came out, there was just a lack of communication. Right, and and and, and the time that it came out, it was because I was frustrated because I'm hearing it from the other person, and then I'm seeing I'm seeing you, you know, okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell everybody we were uh, rehearsing for a show we were gonna do steakhouse. I believe it was the steakhouse and battleground was, was going to perform and Occam's razor. And I think the monkey house was it the monkey house. Okay. So those the senators too. Yeah. The senators, but something happened with that. Right. Or did they, well, no, they, they performed something happened with the original venue got burned down main street. pub. Okay. That's right. That's (laughs) right. That's right. Burned down like two days before the show. I get this text from Gibby. I'm at work. He's like crazy, right? Hey, venue burnt down. And and you know, what's crazy. I think I had a dream about that or something happened. I, I was on the fence about the whole thing. And then, I heard it burnt down. I was like, oh, shit, maybe we shouldn't. I I forget what happened. It was weird. But anyways, we're we're rehearsing, right? And uh, you show up late, Gibby. And then, like, you just, I could, like, I I felt your energy, man. And it wasn't just me because the other half of Battleground, I don't want to speak for him. He told me he felt it, too, you know. And you kind of weren't into the music and you weren't really, it didn't seem like you wanted to even rehearse. So, you know, and... The animosity between both sides was, you know, and I'm in the middle. It just, it got me, and I just, you know, Smiley wasn't smiling. And he let it out. This, it, this is the the non-Smiley, yeah. the non-smiling. Smiley. Uh, it got it got it got pretty intense. I mean, and you could cut the tension with a knife in the air, and it cleared out the apartment. You know, we were practicing in, and it it just it was a bad situation. I feel like after that, it was just downhill from there, and the. And, you know, Occam's Razor, I feel like we were a powerhouse, but there was three MCs that just, man, so much potential, so much greatness, uh, you know, 
two of the you had me and then you had two MCs from PBS, which by the way is a another thing <laughs> another, that should have <laughs> another thing that should have went you know out of the desert. It should have you know blasted off, but you know things like that happen. That's that's why we are who we are today, and and, and that's why I'm careful with who I work with today as well. But so with all that being said. You know, I've said some things. Um, I, you know, that really I should I should have thought about before I said them. And I just I, I feel bad the way Occam's Razor ended, but I'm kind of glad it ended the way it did because there was no way that. We could have kept going the way we, we were going. But with all that being said, I'm open for an Occam's Razor reunion, you know? I'm open for that, too, just just FYI. I mean, just... As, yeah. a, as a matter of fact, <laughs> if, you're gonna, if you're going to play a song, I would like you to play the song off the mixtape. The I, I don't even know what beat it is. We I think we were just playing around on YouTube, and I heard this beat that went... Yeah, I heard that shit right, and I was like, I want that. I want that. And that's the one I want you to play if you're going to, you know. It's funny, because every time, every time I hear that intro, I just get so stoked. Yeah, man. That, that was one of my favorite songs. and uh, You know, even though it was a mixtape song, that was one of my favorite ones that we actually did. And yeah, it was a two-piece, you know, that was when we were two-piece, but that's not the reason why it was my favorite. It was my favorite, because I feel like I really went hard on that. I'm glad I'm. You know, I'm gonna say to you, I'm. I'm glad you guys included me on some Occam's Razor stuff because yeah. I, I feel like honestly, Mr. Gibby over here played some Occam's Razor for me a few weeks ago, and I was reminiscing about. Yeah. It. I was like, man, I feel like this is probably some of the hardest shit I ever wrote in my life, and I that's guess. how I feel too. Even it was though so fun getting on that stuff. Even though Battleground was my baby, and I, uh, you know, I feel like I went hard on that. I, I wasn't really a MC in Battleground. I was just the, I was the other half. I was the beat producer, you know. And Bam, I wanted Bam to shine. And Occam's Razor, I felt like, you know, everyone knew me for making beats. Hey, I'm gonna let them know, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna let them know how I could get down with the words, man. And I felt like I did my 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 due my due diligence, you know, my duty it on that. Really did it? It was it was never a factor with Occam's Razor about the art itself. It it all just came down to different stages of our life, really. Like if if I'm really gonna gonna break it down to why it became toxic for me, it wasn't it wasn't Smiley, it wasn't uh, the third party, it wasn't it was it was myself, you know. I you know the ass end of my college career, got a kid on the way. I had a lot of shit going on that day of the rehearsal that I sh that's where you never mix your bl your business with your pleasure even though it wasn't like a pleasure it was more just you know your personal life and it, going there should have been business and I should have just dropped yeah, it Yeah but it's different with music and artistry man with music and artistry you kind of feed off of your personal life you yeah. know what I mean like that's at least for me that's what drives me you know and I'm not going to lie right now I'm going through a, a a huge like writer's block man and um I, I feel like it's something that's, you know, 
in my personal life that's spilling over into my artistry and um i welcome it but at the same time it's frustrating you know yeah definitely and i i mean i i was also having a hard time uh just just being an artist it's your art's very personal yeah and it's yeah. it's hard to really let go of even like a slightest bit of like creative control yeah. and um that's where i i struggled and i know that that was probably you know, uh, a big factor on the other side of, of on my part, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it was, there wasn't one person that caused anything. It wasn't collectively. It it was just collectively. We're three strong, strong minded, strong willed, uh, people that the creativity oozes out of us and it's just you know trying to funnel that into one work of art is just difficult yeah and it's it's always a lot harder working with the group you know because you got man. different mindsets you got different yeah, things so, in mind different and I think outcomes for the as, song that as, you kind of as want humans in our stage of life all three of us we weren't ready for what we were bringing to the table no that, that's what it came down to we weren't mentally ready and prepared for everything that that had to come with it and it just became something that we had to cut off before we lost each other yeah. kind of deal like if we let it ride out any longer you know i'm i might have not talked to you know either of you even though it it should yeah. never came to that point you know what i mean and i, I talked to you i still talk to him yeah. and you know it's it's cool we're all we're good you know it's just occam's razor it had its time it was what it was. It's a six-track EP. Check that shit out because it's fire as fuck. Yeah, and make sure you put that song on too, man. <laughs> I, I was, Wait, so did you guys put the EP online? Yeah. Or no? Yeah, oh, you it's did. A, the uh, oh, theory yeah. relativity. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was something else besides the Fibonacci that. sequence is the mixtape. Mixtape, yeah. One, that one it goes hard too, but I feel like all of our creative energy was into the EP, and I think if you want a good feeling of what Occam's Razor is. Listen to that EP, man, and I'll tell you the whole story. You can you can oh, see yeah. just in in six tracks, yeah, what we were going for, what you were capable of yeah, too, yeah, you know. Yeah. Could have been, and it could have been more. It's just, man, is it me? Am I cursed? I mean, why why the hell is all everything uh, that I touch, man, just no, crumbles no. apart? Stuff what is going on, man? man? Think some things are meant to be. And some things aren't. And but you, you know, you never know unless you you try. It's crazy. So, it's crazy. So something you got. I mean. You know, for those who really know me, I'm not like a religious person or anything, but I feel like everything does happen for a right, reason, right, you know? Right. And I feel like, um, you know, if a lot of the groups I have been in weren't around, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. Yeah, no, I feel you, know? you man. I feel and I feel you. like, you know, I, m- maybe, you know, may- maybe you still would be here, you know, rapping and everything if Occam's Razor wasn't a thing or Battleground wasn't a thing. But I think those those groups kind of helped you grow into the person that you are today. And yeah. like we said before, you know, that we, we don't know what the future is going to bring. Right. The future could very well bring us another Occam's Razor album. The future very well could bring us another Battleground album. Man, it's just, oh, man. It's just we'll we'll, we'll see what the we'll, we'll see we'll see what the future brings. We'll see what the future brings. I mean, you grow as people, you grow as an artist, and we've had a lot of time to grow. Yeah, that's both. And that that's the thing to keep in Look, mind, man. Too. I'm gonna reach out right now. If Bam hears this and wants to work with me, man, call me. You got my number. My number's been the same for like 15 years. Homie, call me. I got beats stacked up. I still got beats that you haven't even rapped over. Hit me up, man. 
And I, I will second that. I will third that. I, I will second that, even if it's just to record on the Lazarus beat. Oh, man. That fucking song will go so far. And that oh, song is man. absolutely amazing. And we're, man. We're, we're getting Bam on this show. Oh, yeah. And, it's happening. And out, we're, yeah. we're I miss Bam, dude. I'm, I miss Bam I'm going a lot. To plug in yeah. the Lazarus beat. Yeah, get him. Yeah, get him to do that <laughs> first verse. Get him just do the. Actually, get him to do the chorus, man. If you get him to do the. Oh. Like I'm, yeah. I'm getting oh, hyped though. just talking huh. about it. Yeah. I'm getting hyped just talking about it. it it'll, man. it'll come. It'll come. I, I'm telling you, man. If <sighs> my life will be my life will be complete, man. If if I could get back, if I could get Battleground back together, and we could. Just drop a three-song EP, man. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, and that, I could die a happy man tomorrow. You know that? I, I, I think... That's what you started, at least. You know? Oh, it, well, you know, there's a... <laughs> we've all grown. Yeah. So I don't think, that, you know, that's That's the thing to keep talking in mind about, too, right? uh, I can see that being a big reason for himself because right. he, he has come a long way as far right. as who he is now. Um I can see, but there there's some in there that were part of that transition. And yeah, man, like uh, like uh, uh, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, uh, we we had different. See, this is crazy. We had different names for the songs because where I created the beat or that feeling at time uh, of the audio. yes, the feeling of the time where uh, I created the beat was that's the name of the song like we have one song called stuck in the banyo because he had he had trapped me in the bathroom man because that's where the studio was we would uh, record in the bathroom and he told me i couldn't leave until i finished the beat and i made that beat and it was so beautiful that, and it was like uh something else hold on Pure fuckery, don't even don't even go into it. yeah, it's coming i, I kind of wanted to bring yeah we'll, we'll talk about the recording right, in that me. bathroom <laughs> Let's uh let's move a little more positively because I right, mean as right, posi- right, as positive right. of, as all these groups have have been, there's there's been a little strife that's come with it. It's hard to talk about, but let's get into who you are now, mm. Smiley. What can we expect from you this year? What is it called? And you know when when do we get to hear that? Okay, so this has been an album in the making for like what Gibby like four or five years decent now. chunk of time yeah, at least <laughs> 2015 about three, years. about three years yeah uh the original name of it was uh journey into the great unknown Ooh. now i've done journey to the great unknown i've seen what's there and uh i'm gonna put it all in this album so i don't know if that name should stick or if i should call it something else you know what it's gonna entail is probably what I feel is the most intense, sincere, honest music that I've ever written. Lyrically, <clears throat> beat-wise, the the beats that I contribute to my album, because uh, Ziggy B, he's contributed. Uh, Gibby, he's gonna contribute. Um, this album for me is going to be probably the last album that I do. Um, it's kind of bittersweet. I feel like this is the one that's going to be my heart and soul. The one that I will never, ever be able to 
do anything better than. So when this album is finished, there will be no more Smiley. There'll just be a record of when he has existed. That's it. Nice. Maybe that's the name of the album. I don't know. <laughs> you can expect it probably. I like to take my time. I don't rush anything. You know, when I bought my house, the realtor hated me because I was like, nah, I don't know. You know I don't know. You know? So I would say the tail end of 2018, but date like time for me doesn't exist. If anybody knows me, I'm a busy man and I don't live by a clock. So the end of 2018 is when you could probably see it. And if not, it'll be there sometime. Early 2019. Nah, it's gonna Late be done. Kudos. It's gonna be done in 2018, man. This <laughs> has been going on. 2023. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's that's what happened in 2015, this, right? This is the detox. Yeah, 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 this, yeah there, there you go. It's like Dr. Dre's detox, man. I've been talking about this thing forever, and I just want to put it to rest, you know. I'm but, telling you, when earlier on we we played a snip of Magic Microphone. Yeah, that's just touching the surface. D- yeah. Do you, because I, I kind of just wanted to ask this question because both of you guys talked about this today. I mean, do you feel like there's a part of you, though, that, you know, you guys say this will be the last album. But do you feel like there's also like even the slightest part of you that might want to like challenge that statement you made and come back next year or the year after and try I, and. I say every every album is the last album. Oh, that's every true. Every yeah. my last verse. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. Like. I want to. I want to feel like it can, it can go forever. But I know my life has uh, some great things uh, to come in the future. Mm. And you know, music's always going to be a part of it. I just don't know if it's going to be mine. Gotcha, gotcha. I, you know, uh, music is always going to be a part of my life. But at some point, you got to put some things away, man. You got to. Put it, put it on the put shelf. Put it on the shelf, yeah. And walk away. And uh, I'm getting goosebumps talking about yeah. it because I don't want to give it up. Yeah. You know, I feel like every well, time, every time I think about it, I'm like, nah, fuck that shit, man. Well, you know, that's- I'll never give it up. But just because I give up, uh, you know, writing rhymes, maybe you know, I'll continue to make beats, or maybe uh, we'll, do some we'll, features and stuff. Maybe I'll do maybe. some features, or maybe we'll finally do that punk band man you've been hey. talking about, man. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, just because I, I we we got we got I some names out. to top though. I don't I don't, I don't know how no. we'll even think to. We think could about do it, man. We could do name. it. Uh, but just because I bow, bow out, you know, Michael Jordan came back from retirement. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm no Michael Jordan. To me, I don't even feel like I'm anything great. I just feel like I'm just Smiley, who's been around as long as the dust on the earth, man. But you got to think to yourself, too, you know, I mean... I've always felt like, you know, everybody's their own worst critic. Right. I've I've always thought my my stuff that I've come out with was like bottom of the barrel stuff. But it's, you know, you got to, yeah. Like I said, you're abstract. That, that, uh, Pootie Tang, two chains, Luke King, man, (laughs) me and Scumdog were talking about that. And I told Gibby, I said, put that shit on. That, that, I remember that. That was, it didn't fit the beat at all or the context of the song. It doesn't matter. (laughs) One thing is, you'll you'll never hear it banging through your radio, though. Yeah. 
<laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. I heard it in these eardrums, and it will stick with me to the rest of my life. I don't, that, that was just an homage to the name. Yeah. From, I, oh, I know that's the name of the song, but I love the, the intro. Though the intro on um, Monkey's House, Monkey House. That you know. Saint Even, man. Oh my goodness. Hey, by the way, man, I listened to that interview and that shit was tight, man. Saint Even, uh, I got a glimpse into who you are outside of, uh, as an artist and outside of an artist, because you could tell by the way a person speaks and how they form their sentences and how they articulate. He's an intelligent craft, dude, man. Yeah, he's craft, a smart dude. Their, uh, their phrases and, and conversation. You could tell something about a person, and I really appreciated uh, everything he had to say, except for his uh, top five. That you know, <laughs> I'm being hard on everybody, man. You guys are probably it's, gonna it's, hate on mine. Because it's coming. Yeah. And you, speaking of the top five, um, I mean, we've had a great interview with you, Smiley. I appreciate. Wait, that. is there is there one more thing we should bring up before the top five? The VW. Oh yes, yes. Oh we, man, we will get the, to that, but we're gonna we're gonna throw on. A little bit of a, something that Smiley's talked about and wanted to be on on the show here real quick. We'll yes. get it. We'll get into a little top five. We'll talk about Smiley's love and his passion. Yeah, and then yeah. We'll, we'll close it off with some pure fuckery. Thanks oh, for sticking man. around, guys. This is beers in the air. Yeah.
Thank you for tuning in to Beers in the Air, Episode 4, Part 1 of the interview with Smiley. Next week on Part 2, we're going to get into the most controversial question on this show, Smiley's Top 5, as well as a very, very exciting segment of Peer Fuckery. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, remember to follow us at Aesthetic Intellect Records on Instagram, as well as on YouTube.